Thank you, guys. Um, man, Chris, you dogging my eyesight, bro. <laughs> and you got the name right, too, Chris. So, so it, it, true, I, w- I was leaving church. I was doing some stuff at the church that day, and I had my phone in my truck. I'm trying to drive and navigate traffic, and I just looked down and hit uh, Chris. Because we also have, Regina and I have a company, uh, uh, Fred Stokes Sausage, like Jimmy Dean Sausage. But it's only down South Georgia and kind of in some parts of Orlando and Florida. And so I hit Chris because I was trying to call to, uh, him about sausage. And guys like, no, nah, this is bigger than sausage. <laughs> you're, calling, you're calling your man up in Dalton, Georgia. That's where you're going to be. So, guys, I am, I am so honored to be here. Uh, let's pray just for a second. So, Father, I just thank you, God. Thank you for each and every person in this room, each family that's represented by the individual families. God, you know why we're here. God, thank you for this church community and all that they've been doing and, uh, through COVID and just being persistent and being faithful. And God, like Chris said, we, we don't know why, but we know there's a bigger purpose. Even when you, uh, you called Lazarus from the grave, you said that it's not because of his death. His sister said, if, if you'd been here, God, you, our brother would have been healed. But God, you didn't want to heal him. You wanted to raise him from the dead. And God, I know by raising him from the dead, there were many more people that came to you that, that would not have come if you raised him off of his sickbed. So God, I thank you for the families. I thank you as we heard for, about those that are sick and battling injuries and, and illnesses and death. And God, just pray for this community. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So guys, I, I just, I, I am grateful and, and uh, uh, we, we, played a, we played a kind of a, can you play that NFL thing again like you just played up here for me? That, this, the, the, the beginning of that old 70s Monday Night Football theme song. Uh, he doesn't have it yet, but, but can we do that? No. Um, he's got it, he's coming. That's the one. That's the one. That song and then the national anthem. When we, when we sang the national anthem, it was something in me that, because that I, I played football for 16 years, from, from high school through college, through the pros, and, and, and it was something about that song and the national anthem that you're standing there and you're waiting until it's over. And as soon as that song is over, it's like, dude, I am ready to knock somebody's head off. Like, let's roll, man. <laughs> And so I, I got some stuff I want to say, but, but I got to say this, man. We were playing, speaking of the young lady talking about the Falcons. So I only played one year of high school football. I played when I was in, 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 uh, in my senior year in high school. And God has a, has a sense of humor. I mean, he did it with David, little David, that his father told him, say, hey, I need you to take some, some bread and some food to your brothers. And I'm sure David was like, because I, I didn't have any brothers. My only brother passed away when we were very, very little. But I'm sure David was like, man, they... Oh, I don't want to take any bread and food. These guys, they're going to talk about me. It's like, it's bigger than that, David. It's bigger than food. It's bigger than your brothers. When you get there, he ran into his destiny. And we don't know about David and his brothers, but we know about David and Goliath, right? And so God has a sense of humor. And the only reason I played high school football was because I want a letterman's jacket. Because we used to get those letterman's jacket with the bars on there. Every, every sport you played, if you played one year of tennis or one year of golf or one year of football, or basketball, you got a bar. And so I played four years of basketball. I ran four years of track, and I thought, man, it would be great if I had another bar in there, man. The girls would, I mean, I'm sorry, the guys were really, <laughs> we are in church, we got to be honest. It was the girls. I wasn't thinking about the guys. <laughs> I was like, man, the girls would be like, ooh, yeah. That's the only reason I played my senior year. It wasn't about going to college. It was definitely about having a Super Bowl ring with 29 diamonds in it at all. I couldn't see that far, right? 
he says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but God's purpose will prevail. So his purpose was for me in 2024, when, when we were looking at kids in, in 2000, like 2000, I can't see, we in 2024, by you playing football, Fred, you're going to be at a church in Dalton, Georgia, just by making this choice. He says, choose ye this day whom you shall serve. So I chose to play football as, my, as, a, as a senior. And so for, for 16 years I played. But, but talking about the Atlanta Falcons, so I, I wasn't used to playing football. I had to learn how to play. And so we're in L.A. We're playing against the Atlanta Falcons. Chris, Chris speaking of Chris, uh, Chris, um, somebody, history buff with Chris, the quarterback. Uh, Chris Miller. Chris, there's another M. Chris Mueller, Chris Miller, Chris Mullis. I mean, just Chris. CM is good, baby. And so Chris, Chris Miller's playing, and, and I, right now I probably weigh about 260, maybe 260-something. I'm 6'5". Uh, I can't bench press that much anymore, but I was a beast when I was in the NFL. I could bench press over 500 pounds. I could run. I could do these things. And my attitude, I love you guys. But if any one of you guys were in front of me, including the women, and you had a helmet and some shoulder pads on, I'm knocking you out. I'm just saying. And then we're going to kneel down and pray, Father, bless them after the game. <laughs> after the game, we're going to pray. And so I, um, I'm at the game, and, and Chris Miller's playing, and, and the guys passed away now, a linebacker. We ran what some of the guys in here know sports, and some of you ladies, we ran a stunt. And it's, stunts are confusing. Blitz is supposed to confuse the offense. And so we ran this blitz, Kevin Green and I, and Kevin came outside, and he came inside and hit the, 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 the offensive tackle, and I went around, and Chris Miller was standing back there just scanning the field, just looking. And I am running towards this dude, and I'm like, brother, if you don't throw that ball, I'm going to knock your head off. And I'm saying this to myself, I'm going to knock his head off. And I'm coming, and he's still going, just looking, looking, looking. And, and when I hit this brother, I boom. And guys who play football know, when you make a tackle, just for a split second, your eyes close. I don't know if it's just reflexes. Boom. And so I hit him because I'm, I'm getting ready to knock his head off. And so I hit him and I boom. And we hit the ground. And as soon as I opened my eyes, his helmet was rolling away from me. And I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> I knocked his head off. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. <laughs> and then as I'm looking at his helmet rolling away from me, and, 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 he, and he goes, oh. And I look down. I, I, I came this close to kissing him. I was like, mm, thank you. <laughs> but that's the intensity of the game. And so I, 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 God blessed me to play that game. But here's the thing is it that my first years in the NFL, all I wanted to do was get sacks and make tackles and, and do enough so I can get paid. It wasn't about influence. It wasn't about making a difference in anybody's life. It was nothing about, it was about me, myself, and I. That's all I want to do. If I can make enough tackles, if I can make enough plays, if I can get enough sacks, they're going to pay me more money. I was not concerned about that because it was selfish. And so it, eventually that changed. And as I kept playing the game, I started going, okay, God, why am I here? I only play one year high school football. And then I got a full scholarship to go to Georgia Southern University. I know, I know. I see all these Georgia shirts in here, man. I know, I know. And so I got a full scholarship to go to Georgia Southern University after one year high school football. And when I was at Georgia Southern, I played five years there. We redshirted our first year. The whole team redshirted because it was the first year at Georgia Southern. And at Georgia Southern, I played no defense. See, sometimes in life, guys, you think, I've got I've to live in a certain area. I've got to work a certain job. I've got to go to the right church. I've got to know the right people. The only person you need to know is God. And I'm not saying no about God. I'm saying no God. 
Because he says in the end of time, when you're standing face to face with him, and it's not your mother, your cousin, your brother, your sister, or your neighbors, and it's just you, he's going to look at your life and says, hmm, you had a chance to accept me then, and you thought it was too inconvenient. You had a chance to accept me then, and you didn't have time for me. You had a chance to accept me then in your life, and you were too embarrassed to accept me because of the culture you lived in. Hmm. So you knew about me, but you didn't know me. So guess what? I don't know you because we didn't have a relationship together. Depart from me, and you're cast into outer darkness. See, how do we recognize Christians? A lot of people say, I'm a Christian because I go to church. I go to Pleasant Grove. I'm there every Sunday. Matter of fact, I got a key to the church. I go in there and pray sometimes, and nobody's there. But do you have a relationship with Christ? See, it's one thing to be in the NFL I understood that. But God blessed me to play in the NFL. Where in, in the Super Bowl that they're playing today, man, I had an amazing game. I had, I had, three, I had three, three, I say three sacks, but two and a half sacks. I had, I had, I had a cause fumble and a fumble recovery. And see, just having a jersey on doesn't make you an NFL football player. But this is the real deal, baby. I played in, this, in the Super Bowl with this jersey. This particular jersey was in the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking about how, how can I experience a Super Bowl, because most of us never will, unless some of the young kids in here, you can't tell a child what they can and can't do. Only God knows that, right? You can tell them, you, know, we can, you can do anything in the world. Nah, not really. It sounds good, but not really, because God says, I have a plan for you to, to, to prosper you in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, and not do you harm. I have a specific plan for your life. And some of you guys in here that's got snow on top of your head and in your beard, young man, I see you, number 48 over there. Some of you guys have gone through some years and you thought, man, by this time, I thought I would have been. When I was 10, I said, when I get 20, I'll do this. When, I'm, when I was 20, I said, when I get 35, I'm going to do this. Let me regress a little bit. Let me go back. Today is Regina and I, 35th anniversary. We've been married for 35 years. And men, not the women, I'm talking to the men. Men, in 35 years, Regina and I have never had an argument. He said, he, he's looking at me like, yeah, brother. <laughs> How long have you been married, sir? 37 years. And it, so he's looking at me like, yeah, right. <laughs> you had me right up until that point. <laughs> but, but we haven't had an argument. I said we have intense fellowship. <laughs> Sometimes that gets Pentecost intense, you know, where you want to lay hands on <laughs> Be like, be healed in the name of Jesus, you know. <laughs> but, but we've been married for 35 years. And, and the thing about it, when I'm talking about the jersey and, and, and being on the sideline and, and playing football and God's playing for your life, just like I played football for the bars. That's all, just one of the bars. Not college, not Super Bowl. The reason I met Regina was because there was a lady that had been calling me for a couple of years just Hey, Fred, can you meet Regina? You know, she's a nice girl. She's, she works at the school. Regina taught music at our, in Vidalia at K through, tw- K through 5. And the lady wanted me to meet her. And I'm thinking, I don't want to meet her any, uh, anybody. I've got a girlfriend that I've been dating in college. And at the time, I had been doing some crazy stuff in college that none of you guys had ever done any crazy stuff because you guys are saved, sanctified, and fire baptized. I know. I know you've been saved all your lives. But, but I did some stuff. And so I was doing some, and I got to the point where I said, God, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, I want to focus on God. I want to get my life together. So I don't want to meet any more girls or nothing. But the lady was persistent. And finally, I just gave in. I said, okay, I'll meet Regina. But I'll only meet her just to check it off the box. 
And sometimes you guys may say, okay, I'll go to church. I'll go to Pleasant Grove. I'll go today. I have some stuff to do, but I'll just go. They got a Super Bowl champion there. I'll just go to listen to him. My prayer today is that God interjects that and hijacks your plan because he hijacked my plan. We went, in, we, we, we went on strike in, in 1987, and that caused me to go home and end up meeting Regina. Had we not gone on strike in 1987, I would have never met her. But God had a plan for my life. What, what am I saying, Fred, in all these stories? See, one year high school football, go to Georgia Southern that didn't have a program for 40 years. I played offense at Georgia Southern that had played no defense. I played no defense in Georgia Southern. None, not a lick. And I get drafted as a defensive end. I don't know this girl. I'm, I'm dating another girl that we're going to eventually get married, I figure. But God said, no, you're not. I've got another plan for you because i got three young men, Lance, Landon, and Luke, that need to be come through this world. He says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. My, 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 my generation, my grandkids were not through her. Nothing wrong with that girl. But, my, but God says, I've got Regina for you. And sometimes God says, I've got some plans for you that you haven't even seen yet. Some of you guys are sitting here, you think your life is behind you. But no, I'm just here to tell you that your life is ahead of you. I don't care if you're 99 years old. Your life is ahead of you. And God is just saying, I want you to have a, a, a lifestyle that you can be bold. Not have a Super Bowl Sunday, because today is going to come and go. I've got a Super Bowl ring, and it's got 29 diamonds in it. And, can, sir, can you hold this for a second? See, I'm going to let you hold it, because I figure I can, I can r- outrun you. If you, t- <laughs> you can just hold on to that for a second because because I, I, I'm strategic about what, oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go that way. See, I think I can catch you if you go that way. Hold on to that for a second. <laughs> but 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 that 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 Super Bowl ring is it's, it was one time and it's, and it's very valuable. It is it is priceless to me. It may not mean a mean a hill of beans to you, but it's priceless because it's just a. It's just a sign of what God did in my life. It's like David when he, when he, when he, when he, when he stood before Goliath. An impenetrable force, right? An invincible force. A warrior from his youth, he said. A, 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 a man that was taller than Shaquille O'Neal that, that had fought battles and had a sword that was heavy. And here's little David telling this guy, because of what you did and said about my God, I'm going to cut your head off. David, you're a teenage boy. You're, you're this tall. How are you going to cut my head off? Then David says this, and I just ask some of you guys to think about this. Think about some of the things in your life that God has done for you. What you thought, and all you can say is, if it had not been for God, I wouldn't be sitting here in Pleasant Grove today. I wouldn't be maybe watching online if you're watching online. I wouldn't be here headed, not, not because of your strength, not because of your money, not because of your intellect, but because of God. God, not your, not your political party, not because of your color of your skin, not because of your height, God, not because of your family tree, God. And I wouldn't be standing here had it not been for God. And so David says, I'm going to cut your head off. You know why? Because years ago, there was a lion in my life that tried to destroy my property and take what I had. He said, but God allowed me. Yeah, I did it physically, but God allowed me to kill that and to destroy that force. And then he says, yeah, there was another time in my life, there was a bear that tried to overtake me. And I don't know what the lions are in your life. I don't know what the bears are in your life. But, but if you look back and say, God did that. I know it seems like the world is going to some people say hell in a handbasket. I know it's crazy. Whatever your mindset is, and the young lady says, it's not about when you're sick and you're dying or you got loved ones that have died. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. You don't care about anything. Somebody told me years ago, when your house is on fire, you don't care about Krispy Kreme. Lord, help me. I saw a Krispy Kreme box back there in the back. I said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I, I, a lady was holding it. She, I, 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 didn't, I didn't forgot a picture because she was holding it, talking about it, Christopher Cunningham. But it doesn't matter because you have some things in your life that you say, had it not been for God, I wouldn't be here. So, so how, Fred, how do I have not just a Super Bowl Sunday? And we're going to enjoy that across the country. People are watching Super Bowl all day today. Just preparing, having tailgates and parties and food and fun and festivities. But how do I, how am I bold? How do I have a super bold day that you can stand up and say, for Christ I live and for Christ I die? Because I'm telling you something, guys. I'm telling you. I, our three boys, man, I used to, I, I used to watch, I don't watch much football because it's too intense for me. Because I watch it differently. And when our little boys were little, they're grown now, Lance Landon and Luke, they're 32, 30, and 28. And, and, and when they were little, I'd be watching it, and we, they had the little TiVo thing, and I'd pause it, and I'd go, see this dude right here? See this right here, guys? That guy cannot do that. He's got it. Hold on, let me fast forward. See, watch what, rewind this. And they'd be sitting there when they were like, yes, sir. Yes. And then they got older, and they got a voice. They were like, Dad, you mind if we just watch it? Oh, you don't, you don't want me to coach <laughs> No, they just wanted to watch the game. So when I think about football, it's intense for me, right? So when I think about my life and being bold for Christ, bold as David was, bold as Moses was, bold as Paul was, bold as, 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 as the young lady, the, the prostitute that hid the, the spies and took a chance that knowing if they found those men in her house that she would have been killed. But she took a chance. She was bold. And I'm just asking you today, not just show up, not just show up. I'm saying, can you be bold in your faith that, that you can be in a position where the Hebrew boys were when they said, you know what? We're not going to bow down to your stuff, society, the world system, and what the world wants you to do because the world wants us to be comfortable and the world wants us to be mediocre and the world wants us to compromise and the world wants us to just say, oh, it's okay. It'll be all right. No, it won't. It will not be all right because the Hebrew boys, they were bold enough to say, you know what, King, we hear you and we see it. And that fire is hot and it's real. But here's what we're going to do. I'm looking back in our lives and we see some but God moments in our lives. But God did this. And those three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those three men stood there in unison and they said, God, they're going to kill us. See, some people say, well, they're going to take our stuff. Well, they're going to cause us to move. Taxes are going to go up, and this is going to happen. And, they're gonna, and the dollar is not going to be the same. And, the, and this and then the Russia and China. And there, 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 there. That's why I don't watch much TV. Because you get on there, and it's crazy. That's why I had to stop watching football so much, because it just jacks me up. So I just like, and the day the Super Bowl come on, I watch it a little bit, but I don't watch because it just jacks me up with the world. And then those three boys are going, you know what? We have some but God moments in our lives. Here's what we're going to do, King. We're not going to bow down to the world system. We're not going to bow down and accept what you accept. We're not going to bow down and call what you call this, that, and this, this, and that. We're not going to do that. So here's what we're going to do. You can do what you're going to do. You can throw us in the fire, and it's hot. Matter of fact, I see you just turned it up seven times hotter. I, I see that. It's getting crazy. It was crazy, but now it's got really seven times crazy. But you know what we're going to do? Whew. I'm going to take a chance on God. I'm going to be bold. 
I'm going to be, we're going to, hey guys, we, we, yeah, let's be bold today. So here's what we're going to do, just so you don't get it twisted. You throw us in the fire, and if we burn up, don't think you won. Because they said, in the scriptures, they said, even if God doesn't show up today, it doesn't mean that he can't. Because my Bible tells me that there's nothing too hard for God. So here you have a country boy from Vidalia, Georgia, thinking about bars on a jacket, one-year high school football, no defense at Georgia Southern, and I get drafted into the NFL as a defensive end, and then I get a chance to go to the Redskins, which are Washington Commanders now. And the only reason I went to Washington was basically like Regina, meeting Regina. My, my agent was negotiating with me, and there was, I was an opportunity to sign with the, the Seattle Seahawks. I had an opportunity to sign with the Cleveland Browns. I came to visit the Atlanta Falcons from, from L.A. I'm like, man, I'm from Georgia. I could play with the Falcons. And then the Washington Redskins came. The Green Bay Packers even called me. I visited Green Bay. And then all these teams I'm visiting. I visited Miami Dolphins, New Orleans Saints. I was just traveling around visiting, but not knowing what I was going to do. But many are the plans of a man's heart, but God's purpose will prevail. So we got to do. We got to do, right? We got to do things. We can't sit back and say, I'm going to let God do it. God says, I'm going to do it through you. And so I'm traveling around all these different teams. And then it came down to the Cleveland Browns and the Washington Redskins. And the only reason I went to the Washington Redskins, not because I said, man, in four years, they're going to win a Super Bowl. So I'm going over here where we're going to win. This is going to be the winning team. I had no clue. I'm just walking by faith. And saying, God, what do you want to do? Okay, there, it's about money, but sometimes it's bigger than money. It's about location, man. I could be in Seattle. I could be in, in, in Cleveland. I could be in Washington or Virginia. What do you think? And, and, and the Cleveland Browns, they up the They said, we'll give them big, a bigger signing bonus. My agent called me and said, hey, I think we're going to be in Cleveland. And he said, hold on. I'm going to call the Washington Redskins and see what they're going to do. He calls me back a couple of days. He said, Fred. Washington has stepped up in a big way. They're going to give you this amount of signing bonus. They're going to give you a three-year contract. I said, we're going to Washington. It was only because Washington gave me a bigger contract, not because of the Super Bowl. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, let me get that. Yeah, because I don't want you to walk out and just go to the bathroom or something. You know what I'm saying? Go to your car. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate you, man. And you look good, too, man. How, how old are you, if I may ask? 70, 60, 50? 20, 30, just, no, you're not. He said he'll be 79 this year. Uh, if we can talk after, just tell me what you're doing, taking the news. Okay. Is it your wife? He, okay, yes. Honey, we need to talk. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Can we get ready? <laughs> well, I know we're in church, you know, back in the, when we were little, we'd say stuff and kids would say stuff and they were like, okay, with well, God listening now, you got, tell, you're telling the truth. But I know you're telling the truth. You're 79? Man, you look good. He, he looks good. You're taking care of him. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing, guys. All of the things I'm sharing with you is, 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 is how, can I, how, can I, how can I have a super bold, B-O-L-D? How can I have a super bold day every day? Because somebody in life is going to challenge you with the fire furnace. Somewhere in life, you're going to come face-to-face with your Goliath. It may be at your grocery store. It may be in church. It may be within your own family. But somewhere, you're going to be challenged to stand up for your faith. And, it's not, and you're not going to be able to just say, I'm a Christian. Because, see, if, if somebody came in here and said, hey, who's the real Super Bowl champion in here? And if, if we find out who he is, we're going to kill him. Do I snatch this ring off and say, oh, I'm just like everybody else. I, I just got a jersey on. I'm not a Super Bowl champion. I don't want to die. Or do I, do I say... 
Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the Super Bowl champion. Go and do with me what you have and what you will. There's a young lady that Regina and I know. She, she lives down South Georgia. I'm, we met her years and years ago. She has a great story. If you see her, you wouldn't believe her story. Just like I'm looking at you now, and I see each one of your beautiful faces and your handsome faces, and, 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 and you're looking young and vibrant, and I don't know your story. Like Chris said, we have an organization called Lent Brother, Life I Never Tell, because men don't talk. Men don't talk. We talk around subjects, but we don't talk. Women talk. Women go to the bathroom together, hang out together. Men, they're like, I'm not doing that now. I'm just going to be by myself. But, but th- if you see this young lady, she don't look like what she's been through. Some of you guys don't look like what you've been through. And if you see her, her face and her, her, her features, you go, you, can I hear your story? Now, I heard about you. What, what happened? She says, yes. When I was married, my, I was in an abusive relationship with my husband. And my friends tried to tell me I need to leave and put God first. My friends told me I need to take a bold move and step away from this man and get out of this unhealthy environment. Sometimes you just need to take a bold move, a step of faith, and just, I know it's like, I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. I've been in this job for a long time. I've been living in this place for a long time. I've been acting like this for a long time. I've been depending on my money for a long time, my relationships, my stuff, my pedigree, and the whole nine yards. I'm scared. That's why it's called a leap of faith. And she was trying to tell Valerie that. Val, you need to leave this guy. He's unhealthy for you. He's abusing you verbally and physically. But she was afraid. And one day, as God would have it, her friend comes up to the house, and as she's pulling up to the house, she hears, pow, pow. She automatically dialed 911 because she knew, she says, he's killed her. She called 911. They're on the way. She's getting out of the car. She's screaming. She's running in. The guy runs out the back. Val's sitting there bleeding. She has a shot in her arm, and she has a shot in her head. And Valerie's story is that she was lying there, and she's bleeding, and all she was thinking of, my shoulder hurts so bad. He shot me. My shoulder hurts so bad. Not knowing that he shot her in her head, and the bullet went straight through her head. The paramedics came. Within a few days, Valerie walked out of the hospital. But God... See, you've got some things in your life that you can't attribute to self. Yes, I played in the NFL, and I was big and fast and strong, and I played with a lot of guys who were big, fast, and strong. But how do you have a super bold? How are you bold for Christ every day? See, I broke this off not long ago, and it still looks good. It's green, and it's fresh, and it's vibrant. But it's separated from the vine. Eventually, it's going to die. And in John 15, verse 1 through 6, Jesus talked about, I'm the true vine. If you're still attached to me, you can be fruitful. But this thing has been separated. I, I, I separated. Has anything separated you from God? Has your politics? Has your family? Has your neighborhood? Are your kids? Have your parents? Have your friends? Has has your church, has anything separated you from God that you still look good, you still acting like a Christian, you still have the Christian talk, but eventually you're going to fade away. And if I hold this long enough and we keep it here long enough, we can keep it here, Chris, and it will stay a couple of days. And then you'll be able to come in and say, man, what happened to that plant? It's dying. You can pour water on it. We could put it in a vase and see if it'll stay in there. We can put it in the dirt, but because it's separated from its true vine, it's going to die. And in that same scripture, chapter 15 of John, he says, the things that are dead are gathered together and they're cast into the fire. Not the fire that 
that the Hebrew boys went in because they went into that fire and they came out and the Bible said they didn't even smell like smoke. They didn't even look like what they've been through. God can do you the same way. He can do you the same way. Don't be afraid. Be bold in your faith. You don't have to be brass and put a cross on and I love Jesus. Just just, just be bold enough to say, I'm not going to compromise. I know you may be upset with me. I know you may talk about me. I know you may say, hey, we're not friends anymore. I know, Pastor Chris, they may say we're going to leave the church. But you still got to be bold. Well, they, if they leave, my offering's going to go down. They told me he got cattle on thousands of hills. They say he's my provider. He's the lifter of your head. It's going to die. Is this you? Is this your life? Is this your life where you still look good? At one time, you were on fire for Christ. At one time, you were not ashamed of Christ. But then you get old and you go, well, you know, the society and the people and the neighborhood and the TV and all the the excuses. I'm going to tell you something. When I line up against those big dudes in the NFL, because I only played one year high school, because I played no defense at Georgia Southern, when I got to the NFL, man, I I I was afraid. I was afraid because I didn't think I could play with those big dudes. And there's some big old boys in the NFL, and they can run, and they can hit, and they are trying to knock your head off. And my confidence was shot because I was going to practice. When I was in high school, I was one of the fastest guys. I could run. I could jump. I played varsity senior year against a guy named Kenny Skywalker. He won the slam dunk contest in the NBA, and he's 6'8". And we played, I played against him as a senior in high school, and when I jumped, to tip the ball off, I, I jumped him because I could jump. I could take the ball and dunk it any way that you wanted me to, between my legs, behind my back. When I used to speak at high schools, I would dunk a basketball in my boots because God blessed me with the ability to jump. And when I was at Georgia Southern, I was still one of the fastest, one of the bigger guys. But when I got to the pros, it changed because everybody was big. Everybody was fast. Everybody was strong. So I had doubts. I, I didn't want to be bold. I was bold in high school, man. Fred Stokes, I was bold at college, man. Fred's wonderful. But when I got to the pros, I didn't want to be bold anymore. I thought that I didn't have the ability and the capability to do what I was required and being paid to do. But one day I was walking to work in L.A., walking to work, and I was going to quit. I don't know who in here today feels like quitting, feel like giving up, feel like it ain't worth it, man. The world is crazy. They ask you to compromise. They don't accept what we accept. They don't accept what the truth is. I'm talking about the, 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 the truth, the, the, the truth, the, the truth, the, the truth, the way and the life. God Almighty, they don't accept. So some, some of you going, you know what? It ain't worth it, man. I might as well just do like everybody else. So I'm walking to work and I'm getting ready to quit. And if we all can get in a bus or van, I could take you to L.A. and put you on the spot where I was walking to work and God talked to me because he does. The song says he talks with us. He walks with us. And he's walking with me. And he's talking with me. He said, Fred, let me tell you something. He says, I brought you here. You thought it was your ability and your skill set. You thought it was because you could jump and you could run. No, 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 no. You can do that because I gave that to you. I give you the gifts without repentance. He said, but I brought you here. So as long as I want you here, doesn't matter about the owners in the, of the team. It doesn't matter about the coaches or the players or the position or how many they have. The head count. As long as I want you here, you will remain here. And, and, and I began to go. And I could hear that music that they're playing. Don't, 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 don't. And, and something began to rise up in me. And I said, God, as you keep me here, I promise you I'll be bold. And everything changed. 
everything changed. When you, the Bible says when the 10 lepers were standing in front of Jesus and he, and he, and he laid hands and he spoke the word and he says, okay, go. Well, what are you going to do, God? Are you going to do something about my neighborhood? Are you going to do something about my country? Are you going to do something about my neighborhood? Are you going to do something about the taxes? Are you going to do something? He said, as he was talking to them and he said, go, the Bible says, as they were going, they were healed. God is just asking you to go. Will you be bold in your faith? Because once I made up my mind that I could play in the NFL because God brought me there, man, things changed. When I, when I, when, <laughs> When, you, when I had somebody line up in front of me, it was going to be him or me. And some days it was more me than him, but, but that was okay. Because some days I, I walked by a guy, and I didn't talk trash. I didn't talk much trash in the NFL. I wasn't real boisterous all this stuff. But there were times when I walked by a guy, and, I, and I, have, I have handled him. I mean, I have handled him. And I walked by, and I'm like, yeah, baby, it's going to be like this all day. Y'all couldn't hear it, the fans can hear it, but he heard it. Yeah, baby, it's going to be like this all day. Now, there was sometimes we were playing against the Cowboys or the Giants or the Philadelphia Eagles or somebody, and I went walk past and be like, Jesus, please don't let it be like this all day. Because <laughs> I, I was getting my butt kicked. <laughs> but there are some days when, when I, I won my individual battle. The dude that, that, I, that I was going up against, it was he and I, and I beat, his, I beat him. I had him, and, 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 and we lost. We lost. I was like, man, I won, <laughs> but we lost. And then there were some days where I lost. I got my butt handed to me because the dude, especially when we played against the Giants, and, and I don't know if any of you out here Cowboy fans, but I hated those guys because I was in Washington. I just hated the Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You can go. You're the three of us up here. We're going to talk. And, and so I hated, I hated the Cowboys. But there were some days when I lost, but the team won. So I'm going to tell you this, guys, and, and, and I want to close with this. Because I'm not here to talk about Super Bowl Sunday. I'm here to talk about a Super Bowl day. And you can have a super B-O-L-D. You can have a super bold day. Bold being bold for Christ every single day. You can do that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to close with this. You got to make this decision for the people that are around you. See, I didn't know when I accepted Regina and, I, and we got married. I didn't know about Lance Landon and Luke. I didn't know that. I didn't know that God had a Super Bowl ring for me with 29 diamonds. I didn't know that. I didn't know that there are people, and I've spoken all over the country. I've spoken to every church denomination that God would allow, from Methodist, Pentecost, the non-denomination, Church of God, Church of Nazarene. I've spoken to every church that God opened the door for around the country. But, guys, I'm telling you how to have a Super Bowl day every day. And, again, you don't have to be brass or boastful, but it's not just about you. It's not just about you. I can see you, young lady, and you may not, I may not ever speak to you, but I watch the way you carry yourself. I said, man, she seems so peaceful. Man, she seems so, not, man, she seems so joyful. The joy of the Lord is my strength. She seems so peaceful and so joyful. Man, she's loving. Self-control. Everything is going crazy, but man, he's just, it's something about her that I can't put my finger on. It's God. And so I tell you this. We have three boys, Lance, Landon, and Luke. 
1993, after I won, we won the Super Bowl, Regina and I got a contract to go back to L.A. where I started. And as we go back, men, I'm dealing with some issues that I can't share because I have no lint, brother. I, have a, I don't have a life I can tell, brother, that I can talk to without condemning me, condoning me, convicting me, or coddling me. But another brother that can hear me all the way down, all the way down to the lint, to the lint in my pocket, that I can be bold enough to say, hey, man, I'm having some problems that I can't handle. My wife is good. My wife is like my best friend, but I don't have another brother I can talk to. And I didn't really understand that God wants to hear everything that I want to say. And so I ran into myself. We had, we had just signed a multi-million dollar contract. Had a Super Bowl ring. I had my mom's house. We had a house in L.A. and I had a house in Virginia. And here I am with my Christian self finding out that I'm not as bold for Christ as I thought. I'm compromising. I'm taking shortcuts. Oh, Regina and our relationship was great, but I was, I, was, I was on the football field. I was still fierce, but I was compromising. I still look good. Hallelujah. Hey, man. Hey, Fred. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I still look good. I was speaking at schools, which I still do around the country. Corporate America, I still do. So I had to look, but internally I was tormented because I wasn't being bold for Christ as I needed to be. And I ran into myself. And one day I'm coming from training camp in Irvine, California, and it was, we were, we, our team was playing the Green Bay Packers that Sunday, that Saturday. In training camp, we play on Saturdays. And I had gotten hurt, and I was feeling sorry for myself. And rather than share it with my brother and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm hurting. My wife and I are doing good, but can we talk? Like, I know I'm a Christian. I'm a man of God, but I'm still broken. And you said to Chris, I still have issues. And next thing I know, I hear a voice say, as I'm driving, as the team leaves the day, and I go get treatment for my knee, and I'm driving home, and I hear a voice say, you're an idiot. You, 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 you're a hypocrite. You're speaking at all these churches. See, I'm, I was probably a player away from winning MVP of the Super Bowl. You got all this stuff going on, but internally, you're jacked up. What if people find out who you really are? Will they still like you? Will they still call you a man of God? A woman of God, what you need to do so nobody finds out, you just commit suicide. Just give it all up. So I took my left foot and put it out the window. And I'm driving a brand new Jeep. And this voice in my head says, speed up. And I speed up. And now I'm driving about 85 miles an hour in a brand new Jeep with my left foot out the window. Yeah, I'm 6'5". I don't know how I got it out the window, but it was there. <laughs> I had my foot out the window. And I could barely see. And I began to listen to that voice. You see, also in that, in that, in, in that, that book, he's, God says, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice. So if we know God's voice, we have to be spending time with them. Jason and I met years ago. Jason Dance and I met years ago. That brother impacted my life years ago, and we haven't spoken. But I knew there was something different about him, and he knew the same about me. It's about relationship. And so here I hear this voice saying, commit suicide because you're a hypocrite. Speed, and I'm driving 85 miles an hour. Regina and I have got Lance and Landon. Those are the only two boys we had. And I'm going to run into this pole and kill myself. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't call anybody. All I know, guys, is 
God intervened on my behalf, just like he did with David with the lion and the bear, just like he's done in your life. He's intervened. He's intervened. If you look closely, some of us have to look harder than others. Some of us have some great healing and some great delivering, which either personally or your kids or your grandparents, but you've been there. You know God did it. Don't give up. You can be bold without being brash. And God just intervened, and I was going to do it, and all of a sudden, I don't know if there was a light flash or it just got my attention because I could barely see the road. And my first reflex when I came to myself, just like the prodigal son, the Bible said when he came to himself, he says, wait a minute, look at me. I'm in a hog pen. When I came to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, and I hit brakes, and I slid right into the intersection. About half of my Jeep is out in the intersection, and nobody was coming. I'm on a major three-lane highway going each way, and no cars were coming but God. I backed up, and I started really crying. And I said these words, and I think this is where I'm closing at with this, guys. At some point, you have to say, I don't care about my mother, my dad, my sisters, my brother, the pastor, I don't care what anybody else say. It's going to be me and God. I'm going to be bold for God. If you don't like it, that's between you and God, not me. That's between you and God. And I sat at that traffic light, and I'm crying. I'm saying, God, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, God. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Bop, bop, bop. And somebody's blowing behind me. I'm like, God, God, don't leave me. And I go home, and I say, I don't care if Regina leaves me. And take our two boys, Lance and Landon, and go back to Georgia. And I don't care if everybody finds I'm not leaving God. God, please don't leave me. God, don't leave me. God, don't leave me. And the next day I told Regina, I said, I'm broken. I'm not perfect. I'm a beast on the football field. Yeah, they call me Big Play Stokes on the football field, but I'm broken. I don't have a real good relationship with my father. Matter of fact, I don't know my real dad that much at all. I know he's a pastor, but we don't talk. My mom was 14 years old when, I got, when she got, gave birth to me, but I've had some issues in my life. I've done some foolish stuff, some stuff I'm not a, 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 a proud of, but baby, if you want to leave, I'll buy the ticket. And you could take Lance and Landon, and, and you can leave. And God got into this woman, and rather than leaving what she said she would, if, if, if that just was my lifestyle, she looks at me, and she touches me, and she says, can I pray for you? See, that's not what the enemy told me. See, the enemy is telling you, if you really stand up and be bold in your faith, you're going to look different. The world's going to talk about you, or you're going to be a weird Christian. You're going to be that weird person. No, you won't. No, you won't. Regina prayed for me which that's not what the devil told me. He told me she was going to leave. That's why he wanted me to kill myself. But he didn't want me to be here at Pleasant Grove in 2024. He didn't want Christy and I to have a relationship from 2017. He didn't want me to reach and dial my phone by accident. He didn't want me to be here and tell you, you can be bold for Christ every day. And all I know is I didn't kill myself. She didn't know that was my plan just a few hours earlier. We talked to him last night, my youngest son, Luke Frazier Stokes. When we got here at the hotel, we were talking to Luke. Luke just turned 28 years old, December the 22nd. He's 28 years old. But Luke wasn't born until after I decided that I didn't care about what people thought about me. I decided that I'm going to stay with God. And we moved from L.A., and moved to St. Louis and became the St. Louis Rams in 1995. And December the 22nd, 1995, Luke Frazier Stokes was born. If I would have given up and committed suicide, Luke wouldn't be here today. I just talked to him last night, man. I used to couldn't tell that story. Bob jacked me up right now, but 
Who's waiting on you to be bold for Christ? Just not a Super Bowl Sunday, but just a Super Bowl day, just today. Don't worry about yesterday or tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough problems of its own. But just have a Super Bowl, B-O-L-D, day to day. Guys, God bless you. I thank God for you. Man, I love you guys so much. Just being here, just the presence of God is in this place. Chris, thank you for being obedient. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to do this for this moment. Just give God the glory and the credit and reach back, look back and say, God, I know you did this in my life, and I would not be sitting here had you not done it. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you right now. God, thank you for the obedience of of, of my brothers and sisters in the faith. God, thank you that we can be bold for you, that we don't have to be arrogant or ignorant or brass or boastful. Or we don't, we, all you said, you said in your word, Lord, that with love and kindness have I drawn them. So, Father, I pray that as my sisters and brothers in the faith, as they step up, young, old, it doesn't matter. Because we're still here, you have a plan for us. So I pray, God, that just by our faith, and our obedience for being here this Sunday, this Super Bowl Sunday, that we can be, have a Super Bowl day every day. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.